I'm a card-carrying misfit, and I'm here for the other misfits in the room, because I'm never the only one. Episode 10, my nigga. We made it. Episode <laughs> motherfucking 10. This is a good feeling. I ain't gonna even hold you. Yeah. In my in my New York accent, I ain't gonna even hold you, bruh. This is a really good feeling. And it's funny because I, yeah, like don't want to get no shot to the haters, but nobody really a couple of people thought we wouldn't make it this far. We got a lot of hate with starting this podcast. And we ain't even yeah. bother nobody. I ain't did nothing. <laughs> I, I literally have not done anything. Like, if anybody y'all should be hating on Shatara. <laughs> Damn. I just, came through, <laughs> I just came through talk my shit. Like why they gonna hey. hate on me though? Damn, hey. throw me under, boom, throw me <laughs> under the motherfucking bus. I didn't nah, nigga, you on the bus. <laughs> I'm Stevie. I... You on my bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over you, Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. So look, okay. First off, oh wait, this is we Magic are. Mythista podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am Shatar Shade. <laughs> I am Jill Laville. <laughs> my bad. My bad, guys. Sorry. <laughs> this is a different show, so we don't have, like, the normal format, like, yeah. written out. And the sad part is on our outline, I have to say, say your name. It's written on there, but this is a different format. So, for this episode, this is going to be fun. Um, since it's the 10th episode and you have been on this journey with us, we decided to take questions from our Instagram and Facebook and also the Bad Chick Misfit Instagram page to answer that are certain topics that you guys want us to talk about. Um, we have a range of questions from relationships to personal to gangs, because y'all niggas like my gangs. But um, it, it's kind of, <laughs> it's an interesting set of questions. So this is just episode 10, the question game. So I guess let's get started. Did you have anything you wanted to say? I just wanted to tell y'all I broke my nail and uh, I'm never getting jail again. Shout out to Dip Polish. I love it. Yeah. I've been I've been tripping off that for the past two hours. Hey, and this what's so bad is we're bad chick misfits, and it's totally against like being a misfit because like I should not be this upset about my nails. No, no, no. she's definitely a misfit because while I'm thanking y'all for listening to episode ten, she tells you guys about a nail. So that shows you where Jill's mind is. But I obviously appreciate y'all. Obviously, I hella appreciate y'all. Y'all really showed up and showed up with these questions. Like, so when. Big Big Shaco posted it on um her IG. She was getting all inboxes and stuff. My shit was like rolling tumbleweed. Like nobody <laughs> was like responded. Nobody said nothing on my Twitter. And I'm like, well, maybe I should post it on Facebook. Facebook, bam. Everybody show love. So I really appreciate y'all. Cause I think it's different. Like you do a lot on Facebook. I do a lot mm-hmm. on Instagram. Like I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I'm on Facebook for like business purposes and families and shit so it's not facebook is not my favorite thing so i think it's just different uh for Mm -hmm. either one of us but these questions got a little wild and it kind of made me feel like jill people was like out in the public right now my people was like sending them in dms and shit so what kind of creep shit do my folks be on but i had no judgment but it was just a little creepy i understand you want people to know what you was talking about but the people do what i say i tell them to hit you in the dms and what they do Hit you in the DMs. All right. Thank y'all for listening to me. I be knowing. Please don't listen to her. All right. So this is a game made up 
by you guys. Have you played Fuck Mary Kill um, for the movie Black Panther? If not, who would you? So I only think of two characters in Black Panther, which is Killmonger and the Black Panther. Who would be the third? I guess the third person could be. Who would be the third person? Um, old boy from Get Out. Remember, he was like Black Panther's right hand man, and then when they switched up, he was uh Killmonger's right hand man. The black guy with the bug eyes who was in Get Out. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Oh, maybe no, well, cause I feel like he's definitely a kill for me. But what about the dude who um who was who came in to fight him at first about over the crown? What about that guy? What was his name? Oh yeah, the Mbuku. Mbuku. There you go. Okay, there we go. So yeah, Mbuku. Everybody was feeling him. He was all big and. Uh, wait yeah. a minute. Did you start smiling when you started talking? Uh, like, but look though, he wasn't. Y'all know I already said Chadwick Boseman was Bay, but um. So I kind of feel like. You know, I he wouldn't. I would have to. I'd kill Killmonger. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. Um, <laughs> fucking Buku. And I marry uh, T'Challa. I'm trying to think. I think mods would be the same. The same. Because it's just something about Chadwick Boseman in that walk, honey. That walk tells Man. you everything you need to know. And I just okay, baby. I just want to know. <laughs> just, just show me a little sign. Little sign. Just right. show me. I'm intrigued, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, I think mine would definitely be the same. Definitely kill Michael B. Jordan because he likes the women of Caucasian descent. That's his preference. Mm. No shade. And definitely have to marry he, Chadwick. He do look like he got the hammer. I forgot who said it on IG, but he definitely got the hammer. Did somebody but, said that from Creed. I guess I only saw Creed too, so I didn't see a hammer. But obviously, his hammer is to pound <laughs> white women. So they don't even know what they work with. They don't even know how to appreciate it. Maybe they do. <laughs> right? Maybe they do. The big black guy. I got a home girl. She probably know how to appreciate it, but that's the only one I know of. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. He's just not my type. She gonna kill me. She listens to the podcast. <laughs> so. I guess that's the end of Fuck Me or Kill because I can't remember any of the characters in Black Panther. So, because it's definitely not, I'm definitely not fucking Forrest Whitaker. So, Tasha Petty ass wants to know how would you have acted at work the day after the OJ verdict? In in my soldier voice, in my soldier boy voice, work, nigga. That's a national holiday. I ain't going to work. <laughs> fuck you mean <laughs> i think i would have went to work with the that's that smirk you know like that smirk when you got a motherfucker in trouble and they can't do nothing about it like mm-hmm. that smirk like a snitch smirk where it's just like <laughs> like just like a nigga who ain't shit a nigga who cheated and his girlfriend still took him back and now they all in love posting ig pictures that'd be me that would be me with that stupid yeah. ass smirk like ah you thought you got me but you didn't bitch so <laughs> you said that so yeah hard. i would definitely i would go to work like i would not i wouldn't shit. skip that i would go to work every week smiling with like leather gloves on and saying oops they don't fit no i'm joking that's too far that's too far <laughs> but <laughs> and i got some pink leather gloves i would have worn all day <laughs> been typing in them bitches <laughs> like mm, one point for us a thousand points for white people so 
That's how it would have felt. That's how it was to work the day after. Um, next, somebody wanted to know. Well, I'll say Abe wanted to know: Is there a man version of Bad Chick Misfit? If so, describe it. Um, I think it would be an attractive male who likes listening to ratchet music. Likes, you know, he he for the culture, but he's he likes other things too and he's well versed like he knows how to turn up the ratchet but he knows how to turn it down too and he's also not a fuck boy well that's not true because Even i'm though... a fuck boy obviously <laughs> 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 yes. i think Own i it. think there is not a man version of bad chick misfit i feel like we are bad nigga misfit <laughs> <laughs> we are one of a kind <laughs> And um, we live our truth. I feel like it's unfortunate with black men who be on their shit that's kind of like misfitish. It reminds me of like that, no shade to the niggas who had the college with, but the one who kind of thought he was the shit just because he wasn't a street nigga and he faked like he was tougher than what he was. That's kind of what I feel like they would try to fake. So I don't feel like they could genuinely be a bad chick misfit male version. So you niggas got to listen to us because we the realest niggas y'all ever met. So <laughs> we the realest nigga in it, y'all already North know. Side all day. So there you go. Just us, us every motherfucking week. We will lead you on the right path. Come and follow me, my child. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, um, from Ashley, she wanted to know what makes each of us misfits. So what makes you a misfit, Jill? I thought you was going to answer oh, that first. okay. I was like, uh, <laughs> do I want to go? What makes me a misfit? Yeah. Um, I think that I am a misfit because of who I am. I, on the outside, I'm an attractive person, but I'm very intelligent, very authentic, uh, very genuine. But at the same time, like, my focus is on where the universe and where we're going and why we're here, but also financials and loving the people that are around me. I don't care what the world thinks, but I feel like the people closest to me should get the best Shatara possibly possible. So I feel like I mm-hmm. work and I strive every day um, to better and make the people around me feel love. And the reason I feel like that makes me a misfit is because now with social media, I feel like a lot of people care more about what other people think and kind of get wrapped up into that to where they don't focus on the people that are around them. I am majority of the mm-hmm. time the most quiet person in the room, but when you get to know me, you get to see how funny and creative and genuine I am. It's funny because people immediately judge me the initial judgment that people give me is definitely not their final judgment once they figure out who I am. So I guess that's Same. what makes me uh, somewhat of a mystic. Um, I'll start off by saying this: the last to piggyback off the last thing you said, like for me being a misfit, I feel like people automatically judge like I'm a bitch. You know, I'm not really. And one thing, like, working the job that I work, being a bartender, I feel like I notice it more at my, you know, fun job, as I call it. Um, 
because people love, especially new people, we, the turnover is horrible, but, um, new people will start and I just, you know, I'm behind the bar. They come up, you know, and at my job in particular, the bar that I work, I work at the restaurant bar. So they come over, they get, you know, the employees get like sodas and shit like that. And, um, they're like, um, can I get a Pepsi? And I'm like, yeah. And you know, I see like they are awkward, you know, they're having new jobs. So I try to like make an effort to be nicer, you know? And they like, I know that they, they be like, you so nice. And I'd be like, I'm not really nice, but okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, we laugh about it, but I know that they weren't expecting that because the reaction that they give me is like, Oh wait, you're, you're talking to me. Yeah. Like I'm cracking a joke. Like I'm being personable, except all of this, you know? And that's, that's my major thing about being a misfit. People are not, they don't expect me to be the way yeah. that I am. That's what I was um, going to say. I think I want to change my answer because what I just thought about, it's funny, like when men or when people meet me, especially in a professional setting or in a social setting, especially like the people see me on paper and they see like, she has a master's and she went here and she did this mm-hmm. and she worked at this position and she makes this amount of money. It's funny how shocked people are when they hear me cuss and they hear like my dirty jokes are how sarcastic <laughs> inappropriate yeah, ass like, humor. Exactly. Like humor. that fucking <laughs> shocks them. Like it was funny because I always my boss was saying something and I was fucking him. I was like, you're a furry. And if you guys don't know, it's like a sexual fetish where people dress up in furry costumes and he was so shocked, like, that even came out of my mouth. Like, my humor is harsh for the simple fact that I grew up with three brothers. So I don't have, like, the dainty, hee-hee, funny-funny humor. My shit can get a little bit darker. So it's, like, the... Raunchy and spicy. The prim and proper, especially, like, when you see me and my hair flowing and all of that shit, you expect something, and then when you get... Um, motherfucker who call you a bitch ass nigga like right off words and talk to you crazy a lot of people don't know how to take that <laughs> so I guess that's what makes me a misfit that shit throws people off and it tickles me because that's what you get for expecting one thing and you get a whole nother motherfucker so um, yeah I um but if you know like like being around Shatara and her family, like it explains a lot. Like just that dynamic, you know, like you can, if you ever have the pleasure, you know, to be around them, you see like, that's how she was made because they just, her brothers torment <laughs> me and I just, I just deal First with First off, it, my brothers you know, are like, really sweet, nice people. So don't even, don't even put ruffians if you will (laughs) and shay don't help shay's probably one of the funniest people i've ever met in my life that my mom no on no purpose hilarious don't even try it can't even try it like my baby went over there got bit by the dog all right she like all right don't tell her that baby got bit by the dog right you have to quit telling this story rj obviously was fucking with sugar and that's what happened so not at all like rj you know what? He definitely probably tried to grab that dog. But anyway, back back to how how great of a person I am. So um, <laughs> that's that's my main thing about uh, being a misfit. I'm also um, I haven't fully subscribed to being a blurred, but um, I I am a geek. 
I will say I'm a geek. I I don't like the typical things that, you know, most women or pretty women like. And this is and and let me say this to clarify. We came up with a lot of this because of you guys, people, society. Like we didn't just think like, oh, I'm this way because I'm this way. No, it's from being the age that we are, being out and about and dealing with people that have totally like made us feel in certain circles made us feel like how we are isn't normal yeah. or how we operate isn't how we should be operating. You know, like before it took me a long time to like wear makeup and people are like, you don't wear makeup. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, nah, like I don't have bad skin. So I never felt like the reason to cover anything up. You know, I always thought makeup was for blemishes. And now that I know it's to enhance, you know, I'm more into it, but it's just like, that was kind of the start of it. Like people putting things on you that you felt like you didn't necessarily need, but because you're pretty, that's what pretty women yeah. do. And it's like a lot of times me and Shatara, we don't do what pretty women yeah. do. So we have to, you know. I remember we were, I was out with you one time and I was just playing like wingman. And I was talking to the guy that you was talking to, his friend. And we're like laughing and we go back and forth. And he was like, I'm just really shocked that you listened to me. And I was like, what? I'm like, I don't understand. And he was like, I just thought you would be really self-absorbed and not give a fuck about what I was saying. I thought this was going to be horrible. And I was like, did I give you the feeling that I wouldn't listen? Like I'm sitting here thinking like maybe when he was talking, I looked off or something like that. Cause I normally look people dead in the eyes just because I would figure out their line or not. But he literally was like, I'm surprised you were looking at me and I, like you were really paying attention. And I'm like, help me understand why would I not like if you're talking to me of course I'm going to give you my attention and I'm going to listen to what you're saying whether I agree or like it or not who the fuck is that rude and I'm like so you thought I was rude and he was like well no but I just kind of figured and it was like so from looking at me you literally was like she's rude yeah like even to the point to where guys have tried to date us and immediately offered money and it was like Am I putting out sex worker vibes? Like, does it look like if I did it look like times got hard and I'm selling pussy? Like, what is going on? Like, how do you that's this is the way you want to approach me? Like, go the fuck away. I'm not gonna confirm or deny that I am. But <laughs> carry on. You know. Uh-huh. So next question, asshole. <laughs> um, three differences between the two of us. <laughs> I'm trying. Shatar is way more blunt than I am. Oh, <laughs> I never said it was a bad thing. She just is. Um. Okay. Um, give me that because I'm sitting here thinking hard. I'm like, I don't know. What's Jill definitely has more Shatar- style than I have, so I'll give her that. Thanks, friend. Because I be looking like a Hank. Okay, so not when she's like with the glasses and the bonnet on, like face not. Working from home has ruined my life. Not that Jill. That's not the Jill I'm talking about, y'all. <laughs> um, one more, one more, one more. Shatar is very responsible, like with her money. She's very disciplined. Um, 
if I, I I tell her all the time, had I not like hit a slump in life and going broke, like I don't, I never want to be broke again. So that's why I bartend, I work, like I do as much as I can to maintain my finances. But I really feel like had I not did that, had I, cause I lost my job like really early on in my adult life. Mm-hmm. And so I like went broke and like we kicked, like Shatara tell you, we kicked it. We lived, we had a great we time. We were got... very unemployed together and sh- probably should Bruh. not have been doing the shit that we were doing. <laughs> Bruh, it's this place called Convergence, right? We worked there for like, <laughs> we worked there for three days. It would have been two and a half, but cause I wanted to leave at lunch. I was like, I'm not doing this shit. Like I let's do not. Keep, let's keep, we gonna keep it all the way true. Let me tell y'all something. I was a manager at this company while I was away at school, graduated um they white people meet out like so i had to quit the job or whatever that's a whole nother story but hey that's probably a topic coming up yeah it could be so me (laughs) and you i moved back to st louis i am living in like one of my mom's properties basement basically like i have no money I moved back evidently. I'm bad news, bad luck on Jill last because she gets fired or quit from her job. We're literally combining her fucking unemployment check and my fucking pennies from working at my mom's daycare, like literally all fucking summer. Like, thank God, like she got her check. I think you got yours once a week, right? Yep. <laughs> she got hers once a week. And then I got like a lump sum every month. But when I tell you, don't ever say we're not true friends because when I tell you right. we were some poor bitches and on paydays we used to go to fucking um the steakhouse with our home. Yeah. If y'all know Otis, shout out to Otis at the steakhouse. Shout out to Otis, <laughs> that's my nigga, dog. <laughs> that's how poor we were. Like we are real friends. Like trust yeah. me. We're real like, motherfucking friends. Cause we was down in the trenches together. And like two was funny. Together. <laughs> but what's funny about that, like we always like that's when I had started. Um, so sidebar, I had, had gotten to some legal trouble and <laughs> I like hustled. That's why I like, I don't be having sympathy for people when they be talking about they can't save money because then people sent that letter and I was like, Oh, how much y'all need? Uh, <laughs> unemployed and saved, saved money to pay that shit. So it's like, I, I can't. And that's why I say like, she hella, as a friend, she motivates me to like be financially savvy because I looked at how much money we was spending, how much we was going and doing. And once I got on my feet and got a job, I'm like, man, I'll never do that shit again. Like I had a great time, but I would never, never live like that again. Yeah. Like it was I, funny. Nah. And to keep in mind, it was like <laughs> early twenties for us. So yeah, yeah. We ain't doing that, that shit now with our grown ass. It's, nah. But, um, Yeah. I guess that's three. Um, yeah. If you were invited to the Oscars, what would you wear and what would you want to look like? I want a real simple look. Um, I'd like a new designer, um, preferably Biombi. <laughs> uh, shout out. Um, that's my cousin too. Shout out to yeah. Kriyan. Um, but yeah, I will wear his, him, whatever he, whatever he makes me. And I'm, I'm real, like, do whatever you want to do. Like I send him my measurements, maybe send, like, tell him like exactly what I just told y'all, send him my measurements, tell him I want something simple and have him like just freestyle something. 
Yeah, I would definitely pick my cousin, but Jill already picked him. So I would pick, um, we have a St. Louis designer. She lives in Atlanta now, and her name is Joni Marie. Desi- well, Joni Marie Designs on um, Instagram. Y'all should know Joni. She's like an AKA and all of this stuff. She's from St. Louis. But um, mm-hmm. I would accent my great parts, and I would definitely wear something that's a high split. Hopefully yellow because black girls look amazing in yellow and something with a yeah. bustier to push my boobs up so I can have titties and legs on the plate Damn. at the fucking Oscars. So that's what yeah. I think that's what I want to look like. Good question. Put that in. Put that into the universe. We're gonna go to the Oscars one day. Yeah. So um I'll be ready. Next question. If you could if you couldn't come back to St. Louis, what is the one staple food or drink you would take with you? Shit, that's fucked up. Ooh. Um, I got mine. I got mine. What's yours? I would take a half order of chicken fried rice with a shrimp St. Paul, some crab ragoon, and a peach vest soda. That's what I would take. I would take from the north side. Mm. I would take. Uh, bacon, pepperoni, Emo's pizza, well done. Okay, I don't stop With listening to this podcast, but I don't like Emo's. <laughs> okay, honesty moment. I just recently started liking it. Like, actually, I think early 20s, because it wasn't my fave. See, okay, so I grew up in an area called Baden, very... Very great neighborhood. Um, <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> don't you do it. A very great neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> nice manicured lawns. <laughs> no drug addicts. Is that, um, is that the story you going to tell? <laughs> but anyway, we didn't have like, <laughs> we only had Domino's and Chicken Appeal. And that was it. So I didn't, we didn't have an emos around. So I didn't know nothing about it. So it was like, once I went away to college and we had one down there, I'm like, oh, okay, this shit tastes like cheese and um crackers. But that's the thing. You got to put like a bunch of shit on it for it to taste decent. So yeah. I guess cause I don't eat beef or pork and I just can't like get into that. But like mm-hmm. the chicken piece or the cheese pizza is trash. It's enough for me. Personally. See, Chinese food make me sick. Like I can't. I, mean, I would love to eat it. All of this but... shit makes me sick. Like I was gonna say white castles, <laughs> but every time I come back, like I try to eat that shit, and I have to come home oh, and like man. detox because that shit is like the devil's food. I love white castles. No, oh my god, no, bro. I came. I was like, oh my. God. I thought I was gonna die. Like I felt like my insides just started to burn, and my body was like, bitch, it's a no. Like don't eat that shit. Um, Shell City, I'll take that with me. Because that's been my latest vice. Whenever I want to get some food, <laughs> I have Uber Eats bring it. I'm like, fuck it. Um, yeah. Okay. What? So You spoke to my soul with that White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Next <laughs> is Jenna. So shout out to Jenna, because Jenna is like one of our top listeners off of SoundCloud. Yay. We went to Lion. This is how far back me and Jenna go. Jenna used to be my play mama back in the day when we went to Lion ABI when we was in elementary school. So shout out to you, Jenna, <laughs> my motherfucking nigga. So, um, okay, play mama Jenna. Okay, I see. <laughs> Jenna says, working with our people, is it a gift or a curse? 
and our people, I'm pretty sure it's black people. So, mm-hmm. um, shit is. And shout out to Jana, class of 03. We go back, not as far back as Play Mamas, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yo, we can shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, 03 stand up. I, I, uh. Um, I, I'll say this. I've done both recently and working at the one place I worked at when I dealt with food stamps. Um, yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, our food days were very lit at work. <laughs> that was, that was a plus for me. I, that was the main reason why I liked working with my people. Cause you know, we like to eat and we, they didn't made whole Thanksgiving meals on the potluck day. And then, um, yeah, that's really fat of me, but I don't care. Um, let's see what else. And also, like, when you work with our people, you the bad thing is sometimes you deal with the hating-ass auntie that really don't like you or you deal with the auntie that really fuck with you, you know? Yeah. And I had that. So I had, you know, I had, and I really didn't have, like, a, like haters, but I just had mean-ass old ladies that was there. Yeah. But, like, you know, cause see, I once I kind of cussed them out, they was all right. Yeah, see, I worked with them. You remember when I worked with them, and they mm-hmm. terrorized me. It was probably like two people or three people that didn't, but those women at that job fucking terrorized me. So I hated working with them. Um, I just did not like that shit. But I think like in a more of a corporate setting, when I continued into like corporate America management. It all it's a gift and a curse in that situation because you have some who kind of look to you for resource resource and kind of have your back and look up to you and proud that you're in a position of management because I am the only black female management <laughs> official at um, my current place of employment. So it's the women who are kind of like rude me on and they comfort me for certain stuff and I have their back. The problem is really the men because I feel like with the men, sometimes they don't respect my position. And I've had to tell several of them, like, don't come at me like that. Cause they've tried to approach me on a love situation. And it's like, motherfucker, this is my job. Like I couldn't, Mm -hmm. even if I wanted to, like you wouldn't do this to nobody else here. So don't even try me with that shit. Like I get, you might be attracted to me, but also respect my position and understand that me being involved with you, even if, I considered it could make me lose my position or make people lose respect for me because I'm just a sex symbol in the fucking workplace, fucking my employees. So it's a gift and a curse. And I just, I wish it was. And I wish we were more supportive of of each other, but I think it's more of a curse than a gift. Is how I feel sometimes. Yeah. It's rough. um... Cause the first job, they terrorized my ass. Like, I remember yeah. helping this bitch with her resume, like get her shit all together so she can get another position. And this motherfucker still went and talked shit about me to the rest of the bitches that didn't like me. It was like, damn, so you my friend when it's just us, but you want to piggyback and tag team with them hoes when I'm not around. Cool. Cool, bitch. Like, <laughs> yep. I you should have fucked her resume up again. Girl, I was just like, I'm good. Okay, so next. Now we kind of start to get a little rough. Um, wait though, one thing I took another thing is on the counter side, working with non us, non people like us, 
it's rough. Like I don't, I don't know if it's rougher because it has its gifts and its curses, but I feel like the things that I go through, like I'll say this, when I worked at the other place with my people, if somebody didn't believe something I said, it was because of my age, you know, because I was younger and they've been doing this job for so long. Working with other people, they simply don't believe what you say because you're black. But see, that's the thing. Period. Like, I feel like it hurts more being stabbed in the back by your people than it does by the, by them, by others, because you know what they own. Like you already know their cards before not, they play. Like you already on some fuck shit. So like when it's like the people you had to deal with that. I didn't. I didn't have to deal with the stabbing in the back. I dealt with more of the. It's like you dealt with disrespect in one aspect, but I dealt with disrespect in another one. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even like a because mine ain't behind my back. It's to my face where I say something in email, and your ass is like, "Well, let me check on that." No, motherfucker, what I told you is what I told. But I'm you. saying you expect that behavior. Like you already know what's up. Like you said it here. You know what's up. Like that's just that's what being a woman. That's what being black. That's the same situation I'm going through now because I call them the frat boys that I work with. And it's like anything that mm-hmm. I do, I take pictures of it. I send an email. I CC people. I send stuff to my personal email just to make sure I have proof of everything. So that's why it pisses me yeah. off when I look at the other, the male black manager that he has there. He's kiki and ha ha with the frat boys and he all that buddy buddy with them. So when they tried to get me and I had to lay all of their asses out, I hated that he had to be one of the ones I take down because he was kiki ha ha <laughs> with them. You got to go. Nigga. So it was like, you should have chose the winning team or at least b- remain neutral. So I feel like yeah. I came in there with them and I didn't even try to be their friend. Cause I knew what was up and it was just more like, mm-hmm. Hey, you yep. know how y'all doing? I'm gonna do my job. You do yours and we can keep it moving. We don't have to be, we can speak all day, but we don't have to talk about shit first. And I think that's an issue that they have with me. Like, I don't, I'm not like, you've heard me on the phone with them. I don't be nice. Like I'd be nice enough because I'm at work. Like, first of all, all y'all young as fuck. And then now that I work like for the corporate office, like y'all don't even be where I am. So I don't care about happy hours with you niggas. Like, I don't care. You know, like I don't care about anything. I'm nice enough to the people that I need to be nice to. And it's one of those sayings where it's like, I'm not mean, like I'm nice to the janitor. I treat the janitor just like I treat the CEO, but you niggas in between y'all got to earn that. Y'all got to earn that because I'm not, I'm not extra nothing because as a black woman, yeah, I know I have to prove myself, but check my motherfucking resume. My work speaks for itself, especially at that place. So it's like, I feel like that's an extra thing we have to do. Like you got to take pictures. Like you said, you got to email yourself. You got to do these extra steps because you don't trust people. And I feel like you have to do that with the other people where with us, it's like, personal shit it ain't even the professional side of it Mm -hmm. it's like the personal shit like you helping somebody with your resume and you ain't even got that's a heart issue for you to sit up and talk shit about me with somebody else and i'm helping you try to get your better Mm -hmm. yourself that ain't saying they don't speak to my job capabilities and nothing yeah you really just a fucked up person but stabbed in the back is even like if he because the thing is it's kind of like he tried to say something happened and jump didn't happen and jump on a bandwagon with the frat boys. And I was like, so it didn't, I gave everybody out. Like, so this didn't happen. And it was like, no, it didn't happen. We don't know what you're talking about. I was like, okay, well, here's December 7th. Here's December 14th. Here's January. So-and-so here's this day. Here's this day. And then everybody got quiet and I'm looking at him like, so you thought I was going to come in here without no ammunition. 
You thought I was coming in here not strapped. You lost your fucking mind, nigga. So now you played yourself. But I got a question for you. Is he, like, really? Because when I say, like, when I think of working with our people, I think of, like, you know, like, your first job that we were talking about, where it's predominantly us. And, you know, my job I talked about predominantly us do you feel like it's a difference and because you've done both do you feel like it's a difference when you working with predominantly us or like one or two us's because i feel like it's a difference with that too what do you mean like what do you mean the backstabbing or the gift or the curse no i'm saying like well the backstabbing because my thing is when i worked with predominantly us well, I don't know. Maybe you dealt with both, but I feel like it was women though. Cause th- from what it sounds like with the situation you're talking about, it sounds like this nigga just want to be accepted and he don't know how to move around that, that those type of people. Like he just, he, he's trying to, you said he needs to pick with the winning team, but he don't know that you're the winning team. He thinks that these other people are the winning team. So he's trying to, he's doing whatever it takes to be a part of their team. And if that means stabbing you in the back, that's what it's got to be. To me, it was the same thing with them when it was more of a group of them. Because it was me coming in and I wanted everything to be fair. So that was my thing. I didn't come in promoting the friends or the girl who was just the messiest with you. I didn't come in promoting them. I held all of my people accountable. Mm -hmm. We might have smoked every day and hung out. That's cool. But even then... I made sure if I wrote one person up for one thing, I wrote a person up for another thing. So that kind of started to get under their skin because they were so used to favoritism. So based off of that, then it was like, <laughs> oh, she thinks she's better than us because she wants everything to be fair. So even if they were in my face and asking to be helped with their resume and all of this shit, they still was going behind my back with every little thing that I did to the to the dumbest point to when I bought my um my unit donuts and they tried to go and tell because I didn't buy everybody else donuts type shit. Yeah, it's the type of shit like that. So, yeah. So, it's like... It's, I I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a gift and a curse. Because it's like... It's, both of us have dealt with the bullshit from both sides. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. It just yeah. depends. Sometimes you get... I met a... Even at that job where it was a lot of them, I felt like I met some pretty good friends there, too. And we was Gucci. And mm-hmm. it was some people who was encouraging me and was like you're young you're intelligent and you're good but then it was just like it was it sucks because i allowed the negative to outweigh the positive so but yeah yeah it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard especially when you're the head nigga in charge it's hard so next up robert wanted to know on relationships what are men doing wrong what are men doing right what are women doing wrong and what are women doing right Ooh, okay. Okay, so first <laughs> let's start with what are men doing wrong? Well, I think what men are doing wrong is, um, from my personal experience, I feel like what they're doing wrong is not taking the initiative to really step up and be that person in charge. I say, I think I've told you guys this before, but I feel like I'm in control at work in control at home I'm in control of somewhat in control of a small human being and um I just feel like I'd like to in my relationships I don't like to be and as outgoing as I am people never believe this but I like to play the back like I would like to be submissive I would like to just kind of follow the person that I'm with and 
because of my personality, people are like, it's cool. It's whatever you want to do. No, tell me that we're going on a date. Tell me where we're going to eat. Like, and I'm not one of those women that are on the meme. I always know what I want to eat. I always want to eat chicken. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, you can ask me. I you can ask me right now. What I, if, <laughs> and this and this is what's so horrible. It's it's whatever time of the day, anytime, late, early, wherever. I always know somewhere that's open. Oh my god, I'm over you right now. Yep. Um, I um, that's not my point of view. I think what men are doing wrong is not being honest with themselves. I think that men have mm-hmm. a view of what they think relationships should be like and they're not being real and they're not being honest um I don't think in relationships that people should be submissive I feel like everybody has something to give to a relationship and I think sometimes you have to weigh the strengths and weaknesses of relationships I think back in the day women could be submissive and kind of go with the flow but right now these are the crack babies of the motherfucking 80s and these niggas don't be knowing what's going on so I think well, who are you, Dave? I like, feel like you <laughs> legit have to know your strengths and have to know your weaknesses. I feel like social media and the world got me fucked up thinking that they know, but black women are the most educated right now. So be honest and respect what people know, but be honest with yourself and understand what you don't know and what you need to work on. That's what I think. But men, I think men are doing wrong. That's what I think. I th- but I think I also think that if you have good sense, that's that's the first part of that's the precursor to what I had to say, because the precursor is if you're honest with yourself, then you know who you are. And I feel like a lot of men don't know who they are. A lot of men want women to be submissive, but ain't nobody following no fool. Like a lot of these niggas be fools. And I, I wouldn't call them crack babies. But. I'm just <laughs> some shit you be listening to them like. You are what? Like, does that even make right. sense to you? Like, But that's the thing. Like you said, they not honest with themselves, so they don't even know. Like, what woman you... If you want a woman that's going to follow you with but that... But, you know, if you say you, you want a smarter person to be submissive to, that's fine. I, I'm saying I could never be submissive in any type of situation, whether I thought you were very... But you was, though. When? Me submissive? Like... Not submissive, like you're thinking submissive in a very negative time. No, I'm I'm not. What like have you know me to follow anybody? You agree, like not even follow. Maybe that's the wrong term. But you were with someone, you love that person, and you were down with them. That to me, that's being submissive. Like being in a relationship, letting them make their decisions. It just so happened that person that you were with. They didn't always make the best decisions. That's probably why you guys aren't together. But you allowed that person to be a man or to try to take the lead in certain things, and he just didn't work out. So that's why y'all not together. I don't ever think that was submissive. I think we had, he knew what, when it came to money shit, he knew that that was my strong the, point. So exactly, he came to, yeah. So that's not me being submissive. I'm saying you both have to contribute to a relationship. That's what I'm saying. And I think that that's kind of a given though. Don't know their strengths. And I feel like even with me being in control of the money, I could tell him, Hey, you should try so-and-so, so-and-so even said to him, cause you know, I wouldn't say it to take away from his manhood. I would say it to him to make him think that it's his fucking idea. So he would feel better about it. 
But even then, he was so stuck on ego and so stuck on what he thought he should know and who he should be without knowing himself. And that's what right. led him to his fuck. He needed to be real and be honest with himself and take ego out of love. Right. And so that's what that's why y'all weren't able to work, because like you said, you would tell him something and being submissive is a thing. of, And this is just basically. I'm basing this off of like how my, how I see my grandmother with my granddad, like my grandma run that house, anything she want to do, she do it, but she has it to, she does it to where he thinks he's in control. And it's really, I hate to say it's a mind game, but I feel like it is where you, like you said, you tell him something and you make him think it was his idea. That's all that is. But you guys work as a team. What I feel like, and I'll say, and not because that person Shatara knows that I had a, a I had a, a love for this person for her, but I feel like that's why it didn't work because of the reason you said, because he did not know himself enough and it was ego. Sometimes men can't handle a smart woman who is by their side. And I don't think, and I think that that's, hold on. What's the, what's the question? Cause I was what, like, my nigga. <laughs> I feel, I understood what? what you were saying. What I was saying is that men need to know themselves better in yeah. order to be to contribute wholeheartedly to a relationship and and not and that's to not yeah. just to a relationship and genuinely to love because when you know yourself mm-hmm. and you dive deeper into that then you able to get over the daddy traumas the mama traumas the girl who broke your heart at fucking 13 and all of a sudden you can't love anybody else anymore you're able to self-reflect and say hey my ego and my pride can't exist if I'm going to genuinely show this woman that I love her. That's mm-hmm. what I'm get to know yeah. yourself, dig deeper, and face your fucking traumas. I think all men need fucking counseling. That's where I think they're doing yeah. wrong. Yeah. Cause they're not even getting to a point of where I'm trying to where I'm what I'm saying. Like they're not even that's why I said your your answer is the precursor. Cause these niggas don't even know themselves to even be allowed to have somebody that can trust them to lead a relationship or to be in control of certain things. Like to me, it, it pisses me off when people don't handle their shit or be on their shit. Like I need to be able to trust you. We talked about this, a conversation we had, me and you had like some weeks ago where you were saying like growing up, if something happened to your mom, you felt comfortable enough for her to, you know, be able to handle things. Cause she was a hustler. You know what I'm saying? I just, I feel like a lot of people nowadays don't, don't have that. Like they don't understand, like they don't look to the future. Everybody wants, and I guess that's social media too. Like everybody doesn't, they don't look at the now, you know? And it's like, I want you to grow as a man and I want you to have potential, but I can't, I can't be with your potential, you know? Um, I will say, we're talking about all the things they're doing wrong, but to say I'll say this. A lot of men, I feel like they have potential, but one thing that I do feel like they're doing right, they are, they are unlearning a lot of the bad things. Like I see a lot more men noticing, and maybe this is just my circle of people that I know. They are noticing the bad things that they were taught. The toxic behaviors they were taught. Yes. Yes. The toxic, the, to- the toxic, the toxic behavior that they've been taught. Um. So hopefully what Chitara and I are, wanting from these men they're learning that hey this is what i need to do they are going to counseling 
Um, they are seeing more and more therapists and realizing like, hey, my mom and my daddy was together, but they really didn't like each other. So I need to work on that, you know? Let me think. What are men doing right? What do I think men, black men are doing right? What do I think? What do I think? I think the conversation of being a faithful man I think it's the value of cheating is decreasing and I feel like mm-hmm. or the value of having holes hopefully is decreasing and yeah. it was funny because I watched the breakfast club interview with Offset the other day and he was talking about like this is my wife like this is my family and the way he was saying it even to the point of Charlemagne the Envy and they talk about the faithful black male community and, and stuff like the way mm-hmm. that they're pushing it forward like I don't need all of that. Like, I just need the motherfucker that I want to be with. Like, I'm happy that that's a conversation because I feel like growing up, it was all like, I got bitches. And it was like, people cheering in a sense like, yay, he got bitches. So I'm happy mm-hmm. the conversation has started about being faithful or looking at motherfuckers crazy when they cheat. I'm happy about it. Um, to, to that point, I, uh, I do appreciate like men wanting to be faithful and not having a bunch of hoes. I feel like now you mentioned like the crackheads, mm-hmm. the crack babies. I feel like the women crack babies are a different breed and they setting these niggas up and robbing them or they're just, <laughs> they're a lot more savage. You had to see, I looked up like who, who doing that? <laughs> <laughs> like they're savages. Like, they are so happy to so wait, wait, wait. Up and are you do on fraud the, and you said what men were doing right right so you on what women are doing wrong is that what we are uh well i mean we can do we can I'm like, go you right into, into like that. women uh, being cracked i'm like wait what what happened no well i was saying that to say like a lot of men have to be careful like you just can't be shacking up with any old lady like and I, we talked about this a couple episodes ago where I was saying like side pieces are like celebrated, you know, and it's like now any type of woman, I feel like this, if you're okay with dating a man that's already involved with somebody, shut up about it. Like I wouldn't want to me, I wouldn't, if I was dating somebody that was married or whatever, I wouldn't want nobody to know. And I, I really don't even care about the shame about it. I just don't want to hear anybody talking about how I should be ashamed. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck what y'all think about it. I just don't want to hear y'all opinions about it. But I feel like now, like our the younger generation, they're just way more savage than we were. So men have to really be careful. Like with Offset, every time this nigga cheats, it gets out. God damn. But I mean, that goes like, back into you don't, what you don't know any- was done in the dark will come to the light. You was wrong for doing it in the first place. So Yeah, but I'm just like, damn, can we wait a week? It's like as soon as these bitches, as soon as you leave the hotel, my nigga. This bitch is like posting you. Like, my goodness. You slayed yourself. What about? If you would have never been there, you would never got your ass. So, in his case, I don't feel bad for him. You played yourself. I mean, no. Hell no, I don't feel bad. I just, I really feel like he's a a dummy. Like, (laughs) but to go to our point of what women are doing wrong, low-key, I feel like we don't do shit wrong. It's all men's fault. But to my point about the crack babies, the women crack babies, it's just, this younger generation they're really savage like they is some women and low-key they're perpetuating this bad chick idea you know like i'm a baddie i gotta do this and like none of them have natural bodies yeah have you noticed that i was watching videos like 
couple days ago and it was like some older videos and these women all like look normal. They just had on like hella old clothes, but it, it was just wild to me. Cause I'm like, yeah. it, does everybody have a fake ass or fake boobs? Like a, a like weird that. belly button? I just like, hope it works out when they get older. It's just, I'm afraid of what it's going to do to them when they get older. But um, what do I think women are doing wrong? I think women are looking for perfection in men. I think that's where we go wrong. Um, We all fall short of God's glory. And I think sometimes with that looking for that perfection, it kind of throws men off because men only react the way we allow them to. And I think mm-hmm. you kind of got to like let people be them. And if it's a no for you, that's why I'm very clear on what's for me and what's not. So I think we can't look for um, perfection. I think that's an issue. Um, mm-hmm. Just let people be them. And if you don't, you got, I, I literally believe in getting where you fit in. And if that's not the person you fit in with, don't dog him out or try to change him for not being perfect. He's not your perfect. He might be somebody <laughs> else's fit. Quit trying to force that shit. Yeah. Keep it moving. So yeah. what are women doing right? I think you got Oh, you, Shay. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I think that as women, we are becoming less catty. And I feel like we are mm. bigging each other up. Now, granted, we got a long way to go. But... I feel like we're getting to the point to where, especially black women, to where we are appreciating appreciating each other. We are valuing each other. We are recognizing Mm -hmm. the beauty in our sisters and within each other. And we are fixing each other's crowns right now instead of tearing the motherfuckers down. I think that's what we're doing right, right now. Um, I think I agree. I think in relationships, we're, I think what we're doing right is still having hope. Um, To your point about women being less catty, I do feel like we are, because we're, ha- we're happier with ourselves and we're not bitter. Like when things happen to us, we just shake it off. We, you know, we just keep it pushing. We, we're very resilient. Black women have been resilient man like we're the backbone of our community and I feel like now we recognize it and we we celebrate it we celebrate it more um and I feel like we with us doing that we're making men be accountable like no you're gonna love us we haven't really touched on the R. Kelly thing and we don't have to but um because that's gonna be a whole nother show (laughs) but I do for like you know with women stepping up and saying no He's not going to do that. We still have a lot of people that listen to him. We still have a bunch of people that support him. But I do appreciate a lot of women just stepping up like, no, nah, I'm not going to listen to his music anymore. Like, I'm not going to let this man continue to mess up, you know, these young black women and their mental health. So I appreciate, you know, us kind of stepping up and making and holding, you know, other men accountable for respecting us and protecting us. Yeah. Um, what is your definition of black power and where do you fit into that definition? 
that was one of Jill's questions. I'm just putting it out there because it's a hard ass <laughs> question. Um, <clears throat> so my definition of black power is the black dollar because I believe that money is power. And I feel like we have to get to a point to where the black dollar no longer lasts six hours within our community. I feel like it needs to be a for us, by us situation. And that would extend the power that we have um, as black people. Where do I fit in it? Um, I sell products to black people. I have a black ass podcast. Um, I feel like I have a black ass hairline. Um, (laughs) And I feel like I help out and volunteer amongst black people. I try to do financial education for black people and talk to them about different avenues that they may not know about. I don't like to keep the information to myself. So I'm Mm -hmm. doing whatever I can to make my black people stronger with what I can and the resources that I have. Um, I feel like I spend money with black people. That's how I fit in. Um, My definition of black power is loving yourself and loving everything black. Um, Issa Rae said it best. I'm rooting for everybody black, regardless of anything. They locked up the black man who was selling drugs, who bought all the Girl Scout cookies. I'm rooting for him (laughs) because he could have bought more drugs but no, he bought Girl Scout cookies. Like, fuck y'all. Free free him. His name is Fats, by the way. Read <laughs> free <the> Fats. <laughs> free Fats. All right. But um, right. And oh. him and, the, and his uh, co uh, and his co-defendants, all of them. But um <laughs> But yeah, like that type of thing to me, like I just root for all black people. Like, yeah, he probably shouldn't be selling drugs. He's probably diminishing our community as well. So, you know, that's not good. That's why Fats is there. So I that's how I fit in. I feel like I donate to man. Plenty if if of black fats people. didn't sell it, somebody else will. Free fats, bro. Y'all are trying to free fat? Oh, definitely free fats. Free fats it's... until fats is free. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but yeah, like that's how I feel. I feel like I'm not as not as much of an activist as I would like to be because of my time constraints. So that's why I'm like I'm with Shatar. I feel like money is power, and I feel like if I have to donate to a fats not necessarily fats because i feel like he should have enough money to free himself but anywho i feel like people like that who aren't able to post bond who don't be you know who are not able to do the things that they need to do to take care of their legal situations because they are activists i like to donate to that i like uh boys and girls club like doing things for our black children that's very important to me I believe the children of the future teach them well and let them lead the yep, way. So next question. But... Here you go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so these questions came from Nikki. Nikki has seven questions for us. We're going to try to get these. Let's do this like, like a blitz. I was like, try like... to get this done in like 10 minutes because we're almost at the hour. But um, do you give your children birth control or do you wait until they ask? I don't have any children. However, the relationship that I have with my mother, my mother, we had an open relationship and she waited till I asked. However, I've never took birth control in my life. But that's my point. Go for it. Um, I did not ask my mom. My mom was very, she had me young. She felt like, you know, don't have but no kids. would you get your kids but... birth control? Would I give mine? Um, well, if I had a daughter, yes. You would give her I would, I would talk to her. Would wait for her to ask you? I would ask her. Like, once she gets to an age, because, like, from what I've heard, women know when their daughter's fucking. So, people people know. They say that they know when their kid's fucking. But I would just have that talk with her, and I would try to establish that conversation with her. Like, hey, look, you can ask me. Do you want to be on it? 
you know, that so type would of you, thing. But would it, you I, give it to her or would you wait for her to If ask? she asks, okay. yeah. So you wouldn't force her because I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who forced that who was forced by their parents to take it. Oh no, no, hell no. I don't I don't I really don't want to live in a world where I have to force my kids to do anything except take a bath and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's certain shit that I feel like I have a son, so he's nasty. But anyway, but no, I don't ever want to force my kids to do any yeah. fucking thing. Um, are you comfortable with your child addressing a step parent as mom slash dad? Um, I address my step parents sometimes as mom and dad, just because it's easier. However, I am an adult, but I never did it in front of my parents either. So <laughs> I never <laughs> did it in front of them. So I don't know how they feel. However, I would be okay with like bonus mom or mom number two or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't think I would be comfortable with my kids calling a step unless they've been in their life for a long time. Now, if you got some years in, then mm-hmm. I can understand. But <laughs> maybe within the first five years, I would not feel comfortable with that. Yeah, no, nah, I... I honestly, like, even though I grew up, I call my stepdad my dad now, but I only start calling him that when my sister was born. Um, Me and my sister are nine years apart, so I kind of felt like it would be odd to call him his first his first name because she, she wouldn't know that that's not my dad. Like you said, the first five years, she don't know. So I started calling him but daddy. But he also really took care of you, though. Yeah, no, he was in my life for a very long time, but I my mom never made me call him that. So I, I didn't grow up calling him. I always looked at him like a dad, but I never called him that. Um, and what's odd is I used to try to call my my real dad by his first name. Because I'm like... She did. Like, yeah. My we, daddy as had- long as we've been friends, she kept calling her stepdad dad, like, so much. And then she got to her dad and she was calling by his real name. And I was like, so who the fuck is your parent, bro? Like, who do you belong yeah, to? Yeah, like, nigga? no, I don't... But I don't call him that to his yeah. face. Like... Cause like when I tried to, he'd be like, I'm your damn daddy. Like, no, like you don't live with me. You know, my daddy, like that's as a kid. And it's so funny. Kids don't know like that type of shit. But as far as my son, nah, he, he got his daddy. He know who his daddy is. Me and him could be on the worst of times and the best of times. That's still his motherfucking daddy. Still still the pappy. Um, are you okay with your mate having a BFF of the opposite sex? (laughs) It's cool. I just would prefer for y'all have not to have slept with each other ever. That's all I'm going to say. I've never slept yes. with mine. Yeah, I was like, yes, if they haven't fucked. But if they fuck, fuck, no. I will beat your nah, ass right. and that bitch ass for playing with me. Yes. But if y'all, because like mine's shit. Dre and Wild, nigga, known him since like nine. Never touched yeah. none of that shit. Like, yeah. they, he can't tell me not to be friends with them, but it's never been even like that. Like, why calls me Deuce Deuce from the movie so he's disrespectful <laughs> to me um does your mate have the password to your phone um mine's did they they did but i didn't give a fuck and that's also because like i'll be doing something and jill will text me and i'll be like log in and text jill back but that's just mm-hmm. i don't i don't give a fuck because i don't have shit in there and then sometimes i kind of feel like you need to see that nothing other niggas be dming me i don't be letting them shoot their shot but <laughs> you need so to baby. know you got competition out here so fuck up if you want to um i got this newfangled iphone so it's like a face thing so you can't <laughs> but then like if that doesn't work you can put in my password i don't care like i don't you no. would give it to him I get give it to him, not voluntarily. 
But okay, so no, he, you would not give you a because nah, I'll be talking this mad the thing. like this stupid motherfucker. Like, nah, you can't hear my pants. Y'all call me a fuck mad. nigga, but obviously Jude got some fuck nigga tendencies because she won't give her maid her password. So I'm hella a fuck nigga. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even know it. <laughs> um, can you love two people at the same time equally? I say no. Ooh. Yeah, no. I say no. You're, I didn't even say no. I said woo. Like, woo, Chile. <laughs> right. Mm-mm. I, I and you know what? Me. Nikki, I wouldn't even try it. Like, at I, all. Because uh-uh. that's a whole right. motherfucker. Although, I often wonder if, if my mate would let me have two boyfriends. I think that would be ideal. However, I don't think I could love them equally. So, I don't. Yeah. And then it's like that saying where it says, if you love two people, then you truly don't love the first one because if you love the first one, you wouldn't have been able to fall in love with the second one. So I think mm-hmm. you can have yep. love for two people, but I don't think you can be in love with two people. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah. you can. I don't think you could be in love because like you said, like being in love with somebody, you don't have to be inseparable, but you should love that person enough. And we talked about this episodes back where it's like love, loyalty and respect, love loyalty, and respect, respect, root gang shit. Yeah. Nigga. But if you respect that person, you wouldn't even allow that other person to come into the fold to break your shit up. Yeah, yeah. So is your spouse your best friend? I don't have a spouse, but yes, he will be my best friend. That will be my favorite person in the entire world. And he got to go through best friend boot camp through me, nigga. Okay, you don't. Okay. You don't, man. You don't. (laughs) Once we in love, fuck Jill. And I'm joking. (laughs) I'm finna say, so is your bae listening right now? Okay, here we go. The DMs are open. We're almost done, guys. We have one last question, but we want you to know the DMs are open. I hate you. For her, not me. They're definitely open for her. Send her ass some, too, (laughs) just to get on her fucking nerves. Please do. Send her all dick pics. Thank you. Um, I'm posting it, bitches. <laughs> Go right ahead. Is your social media affecting your life positively, negatively, or not at all? Um, positively for me, I don't feel like it's affecting my life at all. Really, to keep it 100, I don't really know. So, you just told these people you appreciate all these questions, and your social media not affecting <laughs> your life positively. You ain't, you listen, y'all listening to this. <laughs> Put y'all ears close. Well, Listen to her say it again. I didn't call them hoes the other day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? Who said that? Who say? said that? Now get these hoes your clashes and sessions. Something you said. I was like, damn. <laughs> First of all, I said school these hoes. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all, I love these Miss Chick, Miss Bad, Miss Bad. You can't even say it. You can't even say it because you call them hoes so much. You can't even fucking say it. I love all my hoes and my hoes is honest. Um, see, I don't. That's the thing. Like, I don't feel like it's. I enjoy all my questions that was on my social media, but I don't feel like (laughs) it's affecting me. Like. Like, if I didn't get none, it would be okay. Like, we still would have had another episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I didn't right. let it. That's not a post that I look at and be like, oh, my God. This is horrible. You know, like. Yeah. And it's not a situation yeah. to where I get a lot of likes. And I'm like, yay. The world loves me. Because they don't. So, <laughs> I, I yeah. could just say not at all. I mean, it's cool that we have it. But not. It can't affect me. Posit- it's not affecting my life. Is what I'm saying. I will say when I was like down and out, 
I I didn't like social media because I just didn't want to see other people happy. But Damn. it was like I was still liking y'all pictures. Yeah, like this is this is how like depression will fuck you up. Like I didn't dislike people's pictures. I'd be like, oh, that's cute. Like my life sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how my mind was working. And it was like I was still congratulating people, still smiling when I saw people's pictures. But my mind will revert like see bitch your life should be like this and i'd be like no self you know what i mean like it was just some bad really horrible shit going yeah. on and um i don't i don't yeah, think you're the only one when it comes to that. i've heard a couple people say that i've heard a couple people say yeah that, so. but i will say like i did not one thing that i want people to take away from us if anything is like live your life live your truth like if your social media is affecting your life to where it's negative by all means acknowledge it and just step away for a minute you know because I didn't like I didn't like feeling like that and I would take breaks because I never want to look at my friends happiness without being truly happy for them yeah I can smile and like the picture but you can't be truly happy if you compare so yeah but yeah so that's all that we have for random questions Thank you for everyone who can contribute a question and laughed at our statuses or listened to a podcast for the 10 episodes that we have out right now. We appreciate you deeply and we appreciate all the love. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Google, iTunes, Spotify, and some other shit, but I forgot right now. Oh, and Stitcher, Snitcher, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, (laughs) It's on the link. I was like, yeah, just find it on there. Um, Thanks for another episode of Bad Chick Misfit. I am Shatara Shoday. I am Jill LaVille. And have a good day.